everything God made you to be. Don't quit. Don't be useless with pussy. What I want to do now is kick it off with, as you know, the buzz of the week. The buzz of the week is where I talk about uh, something that happened recently that created a little bit of a buzz. So it means the blogs might have picked it up. It might have been something that just went viral on YouTube or Instagram, but it was a part of a bigger conversation. So it was reported um, recently that Gabrielle uh, Union and Dwayne Wade, they had some interaction with Aisha Curry. And well, she wasn't Aisha Curry then, but Aisha, I think it was Alexander and Steph Curry. And when they were engaged and Gabrielle had given the advice to Steph and Aisha, they said, what I want you to do is I want you to break up and date other people because y'all are too squeaky clean. Y'all haven't been around enough. And because you haven't been around enough, you now have uh, are going to mess up your marriage because you ain't tested enough out. Okay. Now, this is something that actually Gabrielle Union exposed herself. Gabrielle Union was on a live stream. Her and her husband was on a live stream with Aisha and Steph Curry. And Aisha and Gabrielle Union, one who says, Ashley, I remember giving y'all a piece of advice. And they bust out laughing. Aisha and Steph did. And they was like, oh, you about to tell people what you told us? And she did, y'all. What she told people is she told them that um, what she said. Now, as she shared that she told them to sleep around before they locked it down, what happened <laughs> is she then pulled it back and said, you know what? Y'all been going like nine years strong. I think y'all good. <laughs> I think you did not need to follow my advice. And I think y'all have proven the test of time. And then you know what else Gabrielle Union went on to say? She went on to say, y'all are some of the realest people I've ever known. She says, y'all talk about your faith. Y'all talk about your faith. And she says, you are some of the realest people um, in this industry, you know, famous that actually stuck to your faith. Now here's my thing. And this goes into my point later, but y'all just because something is popular right now, this is really popular. Oh, just sleep around, do whatever you want. Whatever, uh, whatever feels good, you know, just do that. Meanwhile, you know, you're a person of faith and you know that you want to live according to what God has laid out for you. So if you know that, then even if someone of more authority or power in your life says you need to just do it, you know, you just need to go out there and do whatever. I want to encourage you not to do it. If you are really, you really down with God, really try to go all the way. Do you see what I'm saying? Because Gabrielle, she's also said on this live stream, Gabrielle Union was like, yeah, cause I was a thought. Yes. I was in the streets. Y'all. <laughs> She was like, I was in the streets, y'all. Gabrielle Union made it plain. She was like, I was all over the streets. Yes, I was. And so she thought that's how things needed to be. And she gave them that advice. Dwayne Wade uh, said it too. She, Dwayne Wade was like, I was in them th the streets too, but now we're different people. So long story short, even if Gabrielle Union gives you the advice to sleep around before you get married, don't do it. It's not even worth it. Okay, let me hear what some of you guys have to say. 
Okay, so let me scroll here on Facebook. We have um, some of my faithfuls in the building. I love you guys. So, and some new regulars. What's up, Brandon? All right, so Alicia says, oh my God, I didn't hear that foolery. Yes, girl, it, it blew up. It blew up. Maya said, what type of advice was that? A common piece of advice? Common. It is a regular piece of advice that goes down. I mean, it's just what it is. Andrea said, good thing they did, they, uh, did them good thing. I guess they didn't follow it. I think, yeah, she kept it all the way real. Uh, she sure did because Gabrielle Union was like, I was a complete thought back in the day. And you know, what's weird is I used to get that vibe from her, from her movies, like set it off and or not set it off, <laughs> bring it on, you know, with her, you little uniform. She, she played that role. Y'all Gabrielle Union and bring it on was bringing it on. Gabrielle Union was like, here I am. That was her vibe in that movie. And I was like, she young to be acting like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's always been a good actress, but she had me cracking up on this live stream. So I am so glad that Aisha did not buckle to her peer pressure, but keep in mind how many people probably gave them advice. And Aisha got to look these people in their face to this day. This girl held tough. She held strong, which was awesome. Yes, so good. All right, so we do have some things that have come in over questions this week. Hello on YouTube. And so I wanna make sure you guys are um, connected to what the Don't Be Useless podcast is all about before I get to our topic today. So this podcast is specifically here to help you deliver on your vision for your life, in your relationships, careers, everything in life. Also to build your confidence. So you should have more confidence as you make decisions, as you make life decisions, because our advice, we look to have it grounded in the word. Okay. Grounded in the word means you're not going to hear advice from me that I can't back up in scripture. That is just how I live my life. It has worked out very, very, very well for me. And so because of that, I am going to advise you and encourage you to do the same. Hello on YouTube. Lastly, I want you to use your God-given gifts. You should not feel stuck. And if you feel stuck, that's definitely something you should be emailing me. As you guys know, this season, season two of the podcast, you are emailing me your questions. You're breaking it down. And then we're jumping into uh, the questions here live. I leave you anonymous. I'm not gonna tell people your name. You can spell out your situation. Hey, and we will go from there. I will have a giveaway at the end of today's podcast because I give away something the first Monday of every month. I've been doing it for a while now. So I do have a giveaway today. And today I'm giving away, drum roll please, doo -doo -doo, a gas card. A gas card. You know what? I'll give you a choice of a gas card or an Amazon gift card to whoever the winner is going to be. Because of course this gift will be completely virtual. I ain't put nothing in your hands. I don't have Corona, nor do I need you scared that the gift going to be contaminated. So I'm not going to put nothing in your hand. I am just going to virtually send it to you. So I will do a raffle shortly. Hey, Ty. Hey, Mickey. Let me say this, guys. The way you get in this raffle is you've gone to isprisillab.com and you signed up for my email list. That's where I draw my names from. So if you're not, you've never gone to isprisillab.com and you've signed up, then you have no shot of winning today, okay? So I need you to make sure that you've gone there. All right, it's time for Q&A. 
And today in this Q&A session, we have, I guess, session. It almost feels like counseling a little bit sometimes. We have a really big situation. So what I love is this person uh, trusts this community with this, with this dialogue. Can I say this too before I read her situation? Every question we've answered on this podcast, the people who sent those questions in, I follow up with them and I ask them if it helped. Every single one are like, it was a game changer. Y'all helped me, not just me, you DBU fam, you don't be useless fam because you got gifts to use. You got confidence, you got a vision to deliver on and you bring all of yourself into this. So thank you for being your honest, authentic selves because that is all I will be with you. All right, so this question um, comes from an, an anonymous person. She is the mother of, um, of two children right now. And what she wrote out is super long. So I'm going to hop down the page and try to paraphrase as much as I can. I'm going to set this situation up and then I want you guys to weigh in. What would you do or what advice would you give her? All right. So she starts her journey in this email to me back, um, in 2013. And this is before college for her. Uh, she was with this guy and she says that when they first got together, she knew the presence of God. She went to church um, and his mom would take them to church. It was a big priority. They were young, right? Um, but she hasn't been seeking God pretty much since the relationship until the last three years. They lived, um, their families were really close. And so they're from, you know, another state. And then their families moved to Texas and they came. Eventually they got pregnant with the child. And in this time, she um, had an internal debate. Do I stay here? Do I not? Uh, they were kind of having a tumultuous relationship, guys. They were going on and off. Meanwhile, she's trying to get her life back together with God. Uh, they started to separate. They separated, actually, they lived separately. And then what happened is she said, you know what, maybe we should be together again, or he said it either way. And they uh, conceived a child. So this was in 2019, in the middle of her getting closer to God and growing stronger to God again. Uh, so she's had a baby now. And so now they have two kids together. So now I'm going to bring you to the end of her, uh, what she has written to us. So what she says is, my question is, do I continue this situationship because we are great parents together, have recently been coming together, uh, making better agreements and financial decisions because they live together now. She goes on to say, um, I hope that in a year or two, things will continue to get better, even though he has shown me who he truly is countless times. But the kids, she says, or do I let go of what we had, not care about how he will find his way and become a single mother and do what God would want any single woman to do? Be celibate, not have temptation and wait for God to send someone that, uh, that will put God in his word first. So scary because I'm now a stay at home mom. So she's saying, do I make this decision? If I do, I'm not bringing in income. She goes on to say he's an amazing father and they co-parent very well. She said they even tried to get premarital counseling, but they were not able to get premarital counseling or they had to stop it because of the coronavirus. And most churches won't do premarital counseling because they live together. 
She goes on to say, last thing. Anyway, I know this is super long, but I want to say, um, but I say all this to give backstory as to why I feel so complicated. I know God wants to keep families together and marriage in the Bible was not, uh, was not how it is today. It was more like, this is my wife and we live together, no weddings, no honeymoon, but I'm feeling stuck. She says, so community in a nutshell, we have a person who, um, who has been in an on and off relationship for seven years and now they have two kids together. They've lived together for a long time. Then they lived apart. Then they were trying to work through things. In the meantime, while she's with him, she feels like it's hard for her to stay connected to God. And when she pursues her relationship with God, she feels like he wants nothing to do with it or doesn't care anymore. Yeah, this is a tough one. And then she's like, well, what should I do? Because I feel like marriage in the Bible is different than it is today. I'm in a situation ship. And this is something I did not read that she says. Marriage is not um, a need right now because at one point they're living together. And I think they're living together again, um, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to open this up to you guys. I want, and especially to my single moms who've been here before, if you've ever been in a spot where you've had a child with a guy you were not married to, and let's say it didn't work out and you had to make the decision, do I, do I walk away from this? If I feel like it is stunting my spiritual growth, if it is hurting my, who I am, where I want to go, all of that. Okay, so I see you guys. Let me see if I have any comments here. I have someone that says, woo, that's a tough one. Yes, it is a tough one. Hello to all my YouTube folks and my Facebook folks. Okay, when you guys get quiet like this, I think y'all be waiting on me to say something. <laughs> so let me tell you what I'm gonna say. First thing I'm gonna say is this. I would never in life tell someone to walk away from something they feel like God Almighty has told them to do. At some point in her journey, she made it plain that she felt like she was not supposed to be in that situation. So the first thing I'm going to say is in your heart of hearts, if you feel like you aren't supposed to be in this situation, then you should not be in it. Second thing I want to address guys is the whole stigma of what, what we live together and we live together. Let me, let me be very clear. God loves you no matter who you live with. He loves you no matter if you live with this dude, if you don't live with this dude. When I was in college, the guy uh, that I was dating, I practically lived in his apartment too. No, we weren't officially living together, but I had a couple things there. I was barely at the dorm at one point. It was all, look, a lot of us have been in situations like this. So I would not want anyone to feel judged, not in this space. We don't do this in the don't be used space, right? In the DBU space. So don't judge yourself, person. Don't judge yourself because you've been in an on and off situation. But here's something that was not addressed in this um, email that you sent me. Your self-esteem, where is it? Your confidence, where is it? Your self-worth, do you still have it? Is it still there? Because what I keep hearing is a lot of rejection. There was part of this email, guys, where she also talked about the on and off again and him blowing off the thing, you know, her pursuing God. Do you know what that means? 
If she is saying when they used to go to church, but they used to go because his mom took them. So it's something his mom wants them to do, but it may not necessarily be something he ever really cared about. But for me, if I know that this individual really cares about following God and the person she's with says, I don't care. Then first of all, I'm going to consider the fact that something that means a lot to me and it doesn't mean a lot to you, then our values are misaligned. Remember two, three episodes, we talked about that. Your values are different. So let's say you weren't ever living with him. If you met him now, would you date him? Would you be with him now? Would you want him as an example to your child? Because life will come and it is going to bust both of y'all in the face and that child in the face when the child gets older. And in that foundation that that child has is huge. So I would consider if the person I'm with does not have the same values I'm with, I have, do I want to be here? Should I be here? Here's the other thing. She says she's a stay at home mom right now. And I have scripture. I'm going to support everything I'm telling you right now. She's like, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Should I leave him? I'm telling you for a fact, if you left him in Jesus name, and I'm not saying you should, cause you have to follow the peace of God. But if you left him in Jesus name, God will pay the bills. He'll take care of you. He will take care of you. You're his daughter and you're doing something in his name that you believe is the right decision. Even if you're wrong, you got, I mean, you totally believe this with your heart, which only God knows your heart. Sis, don't let fear keep you in a bad situation. Sound off. Don't ever let fear keep you in a bad situation. Because here's the thing. I feel like this situation is way bigger than just we keep breaking up. I hear your self-worth being, I mean, ripped apart. I, I feel like you struggle with your identity now. And the root of it is the relationship is the relationship. And I just can't imagine got one in that for you. And here's the thing. Can I say this too? And then I'm gonna get to you guys' comments because you guys are flooding in. Um, I know for myself when I was uh, in college and I told you guys I was in a really codependent long-term relationship on and off. We even got engaged in college and um, we ended the engagement because we just realized, gosh, this, this ain't gonna work. What is going on? This is just not gonna work. Um, and so what happened is we broke up. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Give this ring back, which that's a whole debate. <laughs> Give this ring back. And what did I do? Y'all, I bawled my face off. I was scared. I was upset. It was devastating for me. And then after I finished college, I had to make a decision where I was going to go. I took a job in a whole nother state. Do you guys know I got so serious about God because I didn't have any distractions. I didn't have a guy to please. I didn't have anybody driving the direction of my life. I got all the way for real, for real serious about God. I'm working. I set boundaries. I knew who I was, got my self-esteem back, all of that. That guy is now Pastor Evan. Two and a half, three years later, God brought back the whole relationship. And this time we were celibate and did things the right way. The second time we dated. So I say that to say, sis, if God has ordained and called for y'all to be together, I will, I would know that he would want to see y'all together where you are a whole woman and he is a whole man. 
A lot of times those guys don't have to pursue God because we become savior. We're taking care of everything. We're meeting their physical needs. We're doing all this stuff. So if you are in a spot where you are the answer to everything going on with him, a lot of times us women can be completely in the way of what God wants to do in the life of those men. And God wants to get to them directly. Okay, I'm going to head over to Facebook and here's some of the comments that we're getting on Facebook. And it says, this is a touchy situation. Did you pray about it? I'm going to pause on on their comment. Y'all, a lot of times when you're in situations like this, especially when you have kids, it's hard to hear God back. Because you're not close to him in the moment. You're not close to him. If, If you were, you'd already have an answer. But a lot of times situations like this get so complicated. There's too much natural stuff. It feels too heavy. So then when God tries to speak, you don't know what's truth and what's a lie anymore because you've accepted so many lies. I'm, I'm, that's just what it is. Y'all know this stuff can get thick. All right. They says, did God confirm you should leave if God, uh, if God doesn't let financial crisis Oh, don't let financial crisis keep you in a situation. There are a lot of resources for single moms, but God will provide a way out. And if this person is in Texas, there's Texas Baptist Children's Home that is designed just for this particular situation. And I know firsthand people who've gone through the program and come out phenomenal because they make sure your finances are set up when you leave. There are resources for women who need to have a fresh start and especially who are not necessarily um, in a financial good place. All right. Moving on, uh, on YouTube, someone says, why won't the church meet with the couple due to cohabitation? So some churches, um, believe that when you step into our marriage situation, that you want to step into it as close to what God has said as possible. And so there is a question that is posed, Hey, are, are you guys open to living separately to being able to see things without each other? Or have you already committed to each other no matter what God says? Because the purpose of premarital counseling, at least in our churches, word of faith churches, is we are looking to make sure we ask tough questions, tough questions. And what happens is a lot of times people who live together, they don't want the real, real. They don't want to, um, they just want to get married and they just want a blessing, but they will choose each other over God a lot of times. So I know In my experience, I've seen that a lot of times, but some churches have the rule of if you're living together, a lot of times you've already made that choice. And what if we tell you that literally this person is verbally abusive and you don't know it because your self-esteem is so low, you couldn't, you, you didn't notice. And we tell you, Hey, we need you to really pray about if this is the person for you. And that person's like, well, I've already been with them seven years. Literally we'll put in all this time and investing. And if we come out with something that's not positive, a lot of times they'll reject it just for that reason. That's just real talking. It's sticky. Diane says, pray and obey. Um, and Diane says, uh, Diane Graham says on YouTube. Yeah, they can still co-parent. They totally can co-parent. You better co-parent no matter what you decide, girl, you co-parent. Um, Nieves said, that is so true. Another person said, uh, Carolyn said, trust God with everything. If you are committed, prayer will change your perspective on your situation. I love this. Let prayer change your perspective, not your situation. Change your, change your perspective. Then you can better make a decision based on God's word for you. I think for me, I think one of the biggest things that I'm picking up here is you're just straight up scared. 
you're scared. And if you're scared because you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to have money or this and that. I got a scripture for you. I can't wait to smack it on you, girl. All right. This person says God will rebuild you back up. And I love this. This is a single mom. And she's saying to another single mom, God will rebuild you back up and set a foundation for you and your children because you stand on the word. And that's the best gift you can give you and your child. Because something that you guys, we all heard this before we go to our second um, topic something we all just heard is that she feels like this relationship is drown is draining her of God's best. Like it's draining her on and off, on and off. It's been heavy. And now with her not working, she feels stuck. All right. Uh, I agree. God is the best thing you can ever give your child ever. Okay. Ever. All right. So hopefully we've helped this person. Um, this situation has definitely, it's definitely a thick one, but it's so common. This is such a common thing. Someone said, I wish I had this kind of guidance back in the day. Look, that is exactly what this podcast is for to give this. And that's why I love when you guys share out and let people know that we're doing this. Um, okay. So let's see. Let me figure out what direction I want to go. I want to give a shout out to a person who emailed me uh, about suicide. We talked about that last week. A person asked about the suicide topic and they shared with me some specific um, situations that they had been near in their life of loved ones still with suicide. So shout out to everyone who listened um, to the Don't Be Useless podcast on Spotify um, and Apple Podcasts and all of that. Okay, so I want to give a com- I want to open up a conversation about engagement. It kind of ties into the situation that we just heard about. But I want to ask everyone listening here, how long of an engagement is too long? How long is too long? And you may just say for you in general, I don't care, let it out. Y'all know this is judgment-free space. How long is too long for you? Now, there's been multiple situations where someone is engaged for five years, six years, seven years. And they're literally like, you know what? We're just in this thing. So we've been engaged and y'all know what happens. Eventually it turns into, well, now we've been together so long. It doesn't even matter how long we're in, how long, um, if we ever get married, y'all know what I mean? Things evolve. So, oh gosh, I feel this in my heart that this person that sent the question in before this, that eventually they were, that's where it went. They probably talked marriage at one point and now she's like, it's not necessary. Y'all, that's a whole nother conversation about marriage, but I don't want to get too deep at all in one podcast. Okay. So I'm seeing your comments come in now and someone says, Longer than a year, Alicia says, what's up, Alicia? Longer than a year, anything longer you're waiting for someone better to come along. <laughs> My opinion, she said. She said, look, if you wait for longer than a year, you just waiting on somebody else. <laughs> My God. Uh, someone that says uh, six months for me. She says, look, six past six months for me. I think you mean longer than, I'm not sure. I meant um, no longer than a year. I hear you, Alicia. On YouTube, comment says, one year from Diane, Ty, hey, she says, oh, Tasha says, um, anything over a year, I'm playing with fire. 
Look, she's talking about keeping them legs closed. Clank, 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 clank in Jesus name. Look, somebody says anything over a year, over a year and a half, anything over a year. Well, never mind. Change my answer to a year. <laughs> Don't you let everybody uh, give you peer pressure. Y'all, I a hundred percent feel like you need to, um, a year is strong, but I think here's the thing, y'all. It's how you dated within the year. Hear me out. Hear me out. If how, if you're in a long distance relationship, it is very tough to do a year and really know the person and really know the person. Okay. If you're in college where you feel like I can't get married because I'm in college, let me, let me just say this. You totally can. You totally can, but I need you to be triple sure he's it. And we've given in this podcast, the last couple episodes, how you make sure you guys are aligned, at least from the perspective of your own boundaries and your own values. Very important. Okay. Now, uh, oh, let me give a couple, let me get a more, a couple more of these comments, but yes, guys. So it says Tiffany on YouTube says, yeah, we were engaged five years. I was away at school and we were really young. I married at 23, but got a year, but a year is long enough. Look, I'm gonna go back to that clank clank. Okay. Shalika says, I think it depends on the couple and if it's because they are saving for the wedding, going through counseling, etc., I can see like a year or a year and a half. But for me personally, it was like six months and that was too long for me. Laugh out loud. I think we talking about sheets. Am I reading between the lines correctly? Sheets? Are we talking sheets? Let me be very plain. I think if you start going over a year, especially as a believer, it gets very difficult as your affections are growing for a person to also keep yourself physically away from them. Let me just say, and that's why I said a couple episodes ago, you really need to have boundaries. Can you not hug? Can you not go chest to chest on a hug? What's your boundary? Tongue, you know, in the kiss? What, what is it? What is the thing? Okay. You got to know how far you won't go. Now, let me say this. Um, if in your dating period, you haven't visited their family more than once, you don't know who you are actually getting into, like getting connected with, you need to know their family because they are now literally your family. Something else you need to know is how they deal with pressure. You know, guys, I've always said this, you put them in a high competitive environment, you will find out real quick what's on the inside will come out. If they quit all the time, if they blow up in anger, if they internalize, if they just have a nasty attitude the rest of the day and they won't open up to you, whatever. Okay. Doesn't mean can't be managed or work through, but you need to know who you're with. If in the time you're dating, that person is always looking for a way not to go to church or they're waiting for you to make the decision on whether or not y'all go. You can clearly tell it's not a priority for them. They're just doing it for you. It ain't a priority for them. Oh, they're just following you as you do it. And you don't want that. You want this to be something you both agree to. So how you date, is it quality dating or is it y'all just having fun all the time? You just having fun all the time like they a friend? Y'all. You're not learning nothing, okay? 
So, because what happens too, everybody nowadays want to take trips. Oh, we're going to go to Maui. We're going to go to Bali. We're going to go to China. So we can see if this is really what we're supposed to be. No. Okay. You want a group to China? Go and get, hop in a group and y'all go visit where y'all want to visit. Okay. But one-on-one, let me tell you, your emotions will get the best of you. Yes. All right. So Carolyn says, uh, take at least two years to know who you are marrying. Make sure you both want the same things, have same beliefs about religion, children, and all this other stuff. Okay. I'm, I can get with that for me personally. I could not be engaged to somebody two years. I'm like, Lord, I need you to speak faster than that. <laughs> Look, I'm being honest. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even going to start dating you then. We can just be friends. See that? See, that's the shortcut. If you can be friends, like literally, we're, there's no weirdness. There ain't no awkwardness. We're just friends. If you are literally just friends and you get to know them as a friend first, to me, that shortens your engagement. Because you know all their good, all their bad, all their negative, what they really think about stuff. They weren't trying to impress you because they're just your friend. That is the real deal. Friendship helps. I would always encourage friendship. Okay, someone says, also, I think if you are a certain certain age, what are you waiting for? Ooh, so she says, if you, what, Alicia, what age? 40, 50? If you 60, what are you waiting for? What you saying? What you waiting for is to make sure you have the same values. You got the same values. You have a peace in your heart, especially if you older, get married. Okay. You're committed. You have a peace. God, like you are sure God is like, yeah, go for it. Get married. We have now begun what I call the profuse point is where I give you a point for you to take with you that should help you deliver on your vision, build your confidence, um, and use your God-given gifts because that is what the Don't Be Useless podcast is all about. So in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to everybody human experience. It goes on to say, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and he is trustworthy. Then it goes on to tell us how it says, and he will not let you be tempted. Here's the thing. God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation he has in the past and is now and will always, will and will always, it says, provide a way out so that you will be able to endure it, the temptation, without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy, you get to keep your peace. So my profuse point today is all about temptation. God is not going to give you more temptation than you can handle. Yes, in a relationship, you're going to be tempted to make some bad decisions. As a human, at work, you'll be tempted to cheat. And there's temptation everywhere. But you have the power to resist. Why? Because God is trustworthy, it says. 
and he's compassionate because God loves you so much. He is so compassionate. He has said, don't you worry, sis. Don't you worry, dude. I will make sure that you are able to resist. He will give you a way out. And that even goes for the person whose question we addressed earlier. God will give her a way out if she wants it. And it sounds like she's tried multiple times, but keeps coming back out of familiarity or out of the hope of making this thing work. But there's something not working because she has called out so many things that were broken in that relationship. Well, if she wants a way out, God has said she's able to resist. She has the power to do it. And she will be taken care of because God is compassionate and trustworthy. And it's the same for you. You will be taken care of because God is compassionate and he is trustworthy. And he loves you so much. Please make sure that you email me your questions to hello at itspriscillab.com. Um, by doing that, you allow us as a community to address whatever your situation may be. Um, and if you don't, I will always bring some fire topics um, to the podcast. But I want to hear from you guys directly. I hope this has definitely been helping you guys. I've been hearing some really positive feedback and I appreciate you being here. I am here every Monday at one o'clock. The audio of the podcast drops every Tuesday. I have set an official date. So every Tuesday, you're going to see the podcast go live on Tuesday mornings. Um, so I have two to drop today's and last week's. So that way you guys can listen in wherever you are um, on wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. That's all I got for today, guys. I love you guys. So, oh, we got to do the raffle. I got to give away this thing. Okay, here we go. And this person is Quatisha Williams. Congratulations, Quatisha. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my mamas. Look, you better milk the whole week. Do you have your meal planned out? Do you know what you are about to do for Mother's Day? Have you decided what time you're kicking everybody out of the house? If you're a single mom, have you booked a babysitter so you can take a walk and breathe? Okay? Happy pre-Mother's Day. Let's work this thing, okay? Yes, I'm so glad I remembered. I did. Oh, it's Teacher Appreciation Week? Okay, happy Teacher Appreciation Week, even though I feel like the teacher. <laughs> happy Appreciation Week to me, homeschooling mama. Woo-woo! 